played a, a round of glow in the dark disc golf last night with a youth pastor in sandals. <laughs> oh my god! I'm glad I hit record. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, because we always do like a cold open. I love that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, I should have had the the intro music pulled up already. Just to, just to go right into that. I played. <laughs> Uh, would it, it wouldn't have gotten any better than that. That would have been the best cold open. I mean, I can do it again. <laughs> no, we. It was so organic. We got we got to leave it. There's no redos on the podcast. Here's the music. Um, let's just uh let it play. Hey guys, welcome back to Ticket. This week it's just uh, it's just two of us here this week. Just me and Sai, of all people. It's not the normal crew. Uh, Sai, I, I think I'd, we'd consider you just part of the normal crew now. Recurring guest. Recurring guest. You I know, like you. on um, um, like TV, how they have like main cast, yeah. recurring guest, special guest. I think you've went from special guest up to recurring guest. So congratulations on the pay bump. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'd like to slide into a, a season regular slot at some point. Oh, that, that, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Recurring guest, season regular, <laughs> main cast. There's, there's a progression. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, disc golf. With a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, so um, I play a lot of disc golf in my free time. It's uh, something that I find a lot of enjoyment in. I think it's very relaxing, and it's also, you know, it's grown men throwing frisbees through trees. It's something that you can't take too seriously, which I think, you know, there's some benefit to that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a very, this is a very serious sport. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, as, <laughs> obviously, as the days grow shorter and we get closer to, you know, Death. <laughs> death, the winter solstice, <laughs> February in Ohio, which is the same thing as death. Yeah, you, we just kind of enter a cold hell for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a lot of time, you know, there's not a lot of daylight hours, so I started playing low in the dark disc golf. Okay. And there's a course over, um, I think it's in Willington, Ohio. It's called the, I don't know, it's out there somewhere, um, that was doing a glow in the dark doubles league where, you know, you show up, you get a random draw partner, and you guys go out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, the uh, one that you did on Thanksgiving, right? Uh, similar. Similar, similar in concept, yeah. Um, and I never never played the course before. never, you know, didn't know anybody there. I just kind of showed up and was like, hey, you know, hi. Um, and one of the gentlemen there was a recently transplanted from the great state of Colorado youth pastor who was playing a glow-in-the-dark frisbee round. In Do we know why he was transplanted? I don't. <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know, <laughs> stir any speculation here. But You're right, you're right, you're right. Pay bump, pay bump. Pay bump, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, really, he's a youth pastor, so I don't think that, like, the legalization thing carries as much weight for him in decision-making as it does for some other people. Uh, okay. But uh, he he successfully played an entire round in these wild strapped-on sandals and jeans in, like, 35-degree weather. That sounds like a youth pastor. Yeah, he was great energy from the guy. Very warm glow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just you and me tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have enough discs for glow-in-the-dark? I do now. I uh, There's a manufacturer called MVP that um, hosts what they call Space Race, which mm-hmm. is... MVP's glow is second to none in the game. They have excellent plastics. They got a good glow. They they got the great. They have great glow. Okay. And uh, so every year they release a couple of their molds in their glow plastic, mm-hmm. and then they essentially organize with a lot of organize. They get together with a lot of um, 
people in the community around the, the country and they organize these little events where the entire premise is that you show up, you get these two discs. Yeah. And you play a series of shortened holes at night that are set up for glow and you literally just try to ace or get holes in one. Okay. And then whoever has the most hole in ones at the end of the event wins and, you know, the entry fee covers the cost of the disc, so it's a great way of publicizing the brand. It pushes the, the like helps push the envelope and grow the sport a little bit. There's like yeah. a lot of benefits to it. Yeah, so you could show up, not have any discs, pay the entrance free fee, get the discs to play. Exactly. And you just get to leave with the discs. Exactly. That's I mean it's it's win win. Yeah. So I, I did one of those about six weeks ago and I am up to ten discs in my glow in the dark collection now. How many is, how many aces? Uh I got one that night on the shortened course. The okay. next night I hit a two hundred and forty seven foot ace. Wow. And at night I haven't got another glow ace since, but it was, you know, it's just a lot of fun. It's something that's you can't see the trees. There's like there's enough elements that are out of your control that it takes a lot of the the performance of trying to execute off because you don't have these expectations for yourself. You can't control a lot of the variables. Okay. And it just gets a lot more like it's it's more problem solving. It's okay. I'm in this situation. How do I you know? Hmm. How do I get from point A to point B? And then. But you can't see the trees. Yes. That's that's wild. Playing the course prior to the night of the event is like kind of Fruited critical. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm like, I guess, I guess, you can't go in there blind. And yeah, just, like this. This. Oh, this is an easy straight shot. Whack. Yep. <laughs> this last one that I played, I uh, I'd never played the course before, so I showed up right before dark and like played really quick through, and then went. Yeah. And came back and was like, all right, guys, I'm you know, hi, I'm sorry, let's go. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you got a topic for us today. I do. Um, I actually, I, I'm not well-educated on this topic. Well, so let's I'm... both get well-educated together. All right. Um, this topic is being brought to you by my random YouTube searches. Mm -hmm. um, I actually discovered this. Turn the mic a little. More bit. into my mouth. More into your mouth. Make, like, Make good. Your... Oh, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um I like to just have background noise, and so I look for, like, long, weird YouTube videos to just have running in the background. Yeah, same. And I ended up with um, one called Bizarre World of Fake Psychics, and I can't read the rest of the title because I'm on my search history, but it's from user uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf. Okay. And this user uploads some very, very random and in-depth videos, mm -hmm. and through a series of... Who, who is this person? Because this would probably be right up my alley. Super Eyepatch Wolf. Okay. Um, and the the video that really is triggering this conversation for me is what the internet did to Garfield. Um, Garfield, prior to watching this video, my knowledge of it was, you know, Orange Cat, Lasagna, Odie, John, Jim Davis, you know, mm -hmm. very, very basic. I'm acquainted with it. I'm socially aware of it. I read Bill it. Murray. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Apparently they're making another Garfield movie. They are. Chris Pratt's going to be voicing Garfield. Nice. Why are you looking at me like you didn't think they were making another Garfield movie? Well, I it's just crazy that Chris Pratt gets to voice all these things. That, like, <laughs> no. He, okay, who who should voice Mario? Chris Nat naturally, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Next is gonna be, well, I I don't know. I, they're they're gonna reboot the fucking Ghostbusters, and it's all gonna be Chris Pratt. Mm -hmm. All the ghosts, everybody, Chris Pratt. 
They're gonna. Samsung's they're, actually working on uh, a Chris Pratt phone. <laughs> yeah. No, just a toaster. <laughs> just like every time you a crisp. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> they're they're actually. <laughs> Stuart Little just gonna be Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. But on helium. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't change his voice. That's the thing. It's just they didn't change it for Mario. Yeah, that'd be so hard to follow. Honestly, I, I mean, side note, the whole Mario thing, I don't mind him playing Mario. I actually think the whole cast, they did a really good job. But continue. So, Garfield. Yeah, so I'm like, I have like a very, I've read it as a child. I know, you know the name Jim Davis, et cetera. And I'm like, all right, cool. What the what, what the internet did to Garfield? And I clicked on it. I'm very intrigued. And this starts going off. You know, it goes into an introduction of, you know, Garfield and kind of like catching up to speed on him and whatnot. And then it just starts going down this like interesting trail, right? Should I look at their subreddit or should I let you talk let's, and then get into let's it? Let's hold off on it for just a second. Now, granted, I watched this movie or this this video while driving so like it's playing in the background i'm like going through my daily <coughs> tasks and yeah you know, accomplishing errands so i'm not like super in depth on this but something snaps you in but something like started pulling me in and i'm obviously not going to be able to recount the details verbatim this isn't something that i was like i wasn't researching this this is just information gained organically not yeah you know, with yeah yeah, yeah. Pen. but it starts talking about how garfield is you know much more of a cultural phenomenon than than we kind of recognize because you don't you, like to me. I always viewed that as kind of an old person's thing, right? Like I read the I read it when I was yeah. Like, they're they're, they're in the funnies. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if the funnies is like a, a like a regional like a colloquialism. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. Just just the way you said it, I like. Do you think the audience like if somebody's listening and they're not from Northeastern Ohio? First of all, thank you. Um, do you think they know what the funnies is? I don't know, because, like, I've only ever heard my grandparents call it the funnies. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, my grandpa just called it the funnies. Mm-hmm. So, to to denote the, the comic strips that are in newspapers specifically, they're, they're just called the funnies. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, pulled that term out in a long time. Yeah, I, it, it, it was definitely, like, a... It threw me for a second. Yeah. Um, but I'd always, like, you know... I think, like, in my mind, the last time... Garfield really had any relevance. It was like a weird mid two thousands movie. Yep, with Bill Murray. Yeah, playing Garfield. Um, Did you know? Um, side note: Whenever he was pitched the movie, I think he was told someone else entirely was going to be in it, so he only did it because that person was in it, and they lied to him, and he didn't find out until after he recorded the movie. <laughs> I don't know how they got him back to do a second so one, but they, they bait and switched him to play. Let me let me let me double check my facts on this. That is amazing. How did they get? Because he was like against doing this. That's almost as bad as like just wanting to hang out with some of your friends in a basement and then ending up, you know, just eating blended chicken sandwiches. Oh wow, that sounds very familiar. Are you familiar with like Bill Murray in life? Like he's not a nice person. I've. Have you heard this? I mean, I you you hear, tend to hear that about everybody at some point or another. Uh, I've heard I've heard you're not a nice person in real life. Apparently, I'm not. Let me see. I, I might be right. I might be wrong on this, but I know that it was kind of a bait and switch thing. Um, the Cohen brothers were so. Uh, he said, "You know, I kind of love to do try one of these animated movies. They're kind of fun. I'm looking. I go Joe Cohen. Um, one of my favorites." 
why did he talk like this? He can't talk. This guy, I'm reading one of his quotes and I can't even read it. So he thought the Cohen brothers were making this movie. It was a different guy with the same name. That's so. So he signed the movie because the Cohen brothers were making this. So he signed it was, into this. It was someone else entirely. And then he's stuck with his movie on his resume now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Uh, see, this is this is the kind of this is what I wanted the podcast to be, originally. Like you bring a topic to the table, and then now I just gave you information about that topic, mm-hmm. related but unrelated. Yeah, uh, where we're starting to like we're we're coloring a picture, but we don't know what we're coloring yet. Just yeah, because like you're filling in pieces, I'm filling in pieces, and it's yeah. yeah it's, one it's of my one something. of my original pitches was, um, Wonder Woman. Drives an invisible car in, in the <clears throat> comics. Okay. Apparently. And then we go down the path of Thanos has a helicopter. Like it is known in the comics that Thanos has a helicopter that he flies. Mm-hmm. And it's straight, it, there's nothing special about it. It's just a Thanos copter. And we just go down the rabbit hole of crazy, okay. weird and vehicles. So it's just that, like this, this journey of discovery. and <coughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So. Um, Back to Discovery. Yeah. So speaking of like Garfield, I, I to me it had fallen out of relevancy, right? Yeah. Which is interesting because it's very difficult to say something that has eight hundred million to a billion dollars of merchandise mm-hmm. is is kind of fallen out of relevancy, right? Yeah. Especially when that's not lifetime; that's per year. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's that's a lot. There's... Garfield is more syndicated than Superman. That's crazy to think. Yeah. Now, obviously, the, the the metrics are slightly, you know, you're, it's not an apples apples comparison mm-hmm. because it's a it's a smaller, much more easily digest, digestible form of media, but it is more syndicated than Superman currently. Huh, that's insane, right? Wow. So Garfield, Jim Davis created Garfield, created him in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this, like a lot of things that seem antiquated to an extent, are. Um, you'll notice that a lot of the strips are dated. Like there, there'll be like a little date of like when it was when so, it was drawn. Yeah, so we're gonna get a lot of dated material in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of st- stuff that has fallen out of fashion. Well, probably stuff that just culturally doesn't hit us the same. Whether the truths are still, you know, if you want to describe the word truth to this, it's not really that deep. But you know, the the acts, the the way that society perceived, you know, a cat throwing a a bowl of food at its owner's head in the seventies, drastically different than now. Because that's like that's like a, a sign of defiance, right? And there's like a very like it was it was funny, haha. The cat throws the bowl of food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's it. I'm interested to see where this goes. It's it's wild. So Jim Davis, it is known he had a comic strip prior to um, Garfield that that did not work, right? Shoes. <laughs> what? I just remember there being one of the funnies was called Shoes. Oh, yeah. That was a great one. It had yeah. the rounded off characters. Everything was very, like, bubbly. Yep. Yeah. What was what was his failed comic? Um, that I do not remember. Oh, okay. Um, it, it predated Garfield. You good? Yeah, you just tapped the table. <laughs> I didn't know if you were signaling me. I didn't know if I had, like... <laughs> yeah, we got 10 minutes left. <laughs> oh, God. There's no way I'm putting all this in. <laughs> um... But Garfield comes onto the scene within a couple of years. It's like nationally syndicated. It's doing very, very well. 
And it remained, you know, that happened in the 70s. And it remained, I mean, it's still relevant today. It's still something that is produced today. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a multitude of spinoff movies, an insane amount of merchandise. He becomes, I think he becomes the queen at one point. He very well may. The second Garfield movie, I think he becomes the queen of England. That's amazing. I think that's what happens to that movie. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either, but if that's actually what happened, if they were challenging challenging the idea of like men being queens as cats in the mid-2000s, we were not ready for that. Yeah, that that's what happens in Garfield too. All right. I they didn't cover that in the in the video and now I'm really disappointed. I feel gypped. Um you you're not missing much. So in in an attempt to understand Garfield and and some of the the things that have happened with with the comic strip, this YouTuber, um Super Eye Patch Wolf went through and broke down the styles of humor contained within the strip, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And he did it initially through one source, and then his findings, he felt like they were skewed because they were not only presenting data that he didn't expect to be receiving, but in addition to that, they were, like, presenting data. He Essentially, they were pulled from, like, the best of compilations. Okay. And not only are those objective, but obviously if there is one specific type of humor that an artist does well, that's what's going to kind of, you know, rise at the cream of the the cream of the crop and it's inherently tip of the iceberg yeah exactly it's not going to like show the body of the work necessarily in full Mm -hmm. so he went through several different ways of collecting data going down to reading like 400 strips himself and categorizing them oh my god and what were the categories they were insane and he found that the categories that he expected to be leading like in quantity yes as far as like the type of humor were actually trailing whereas like relatable like you know somebody that likes lasagna somebody that doesn't like mondays all these like classic tropes of garfield don't like mondays yeah yeah they weren't the leading points of humor okay and when it all boiled down two of the the two most prominent types of humor contained or like the two most common tropes contained within the garfield comic strips Mm -hmm. are john is pathetic and garfield is torturing him what? Yes. <laughs> and that's when it starts taking this turn. That's where the internet starts kind of taking this and, and running off with it. Because not not through his research, but it helped him understand how things were starting to evolve. And that's when this subreddit comes into the picture of, I'm sorry, John. And if you, I believe you have read it on your phone, feel free to just jump on. Maybe go to like top of the year. Like, you know, okay. not just trending posts, but like top of the year. It'll probably give a little more. Um, accurate representation of, of what we're trying to get out of oh this. Oh my god, the picture on the subreddit. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Well, let me go to top. Uh, yeah, let me just do top of the year. So these are all real com- They're just posting the comics that are... No, this is all like... This is all fan art. Okay. So like, look at this. Oh my god. This is insane, right? So, I'm looking at a Garfield has turned himself into a pupa and, and, and has entered its pupil form. Mhm. And he said, "When its metamorphosis is complete, I shall emerge and bring the end of time." 
John says, Jesus, Garfield, how long is this metamorphosis going to take? About 700 years, John. And then they just watch TV. Mm-hmm. So this is so this is similar to the Super Saiyan Shaggy, if you're familiar with that. I am I am not, if I'm being completely honest. Okay, so I'm assuming this is just this Reddit is just God Complex Garfield. Yes. Okay, so there is a, a similar vein, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, being this all powerful god. Okay. Are you familiar with the James Gunn Scooby-Doo movies, or yes. should I yes. the early 2000s mm-hmm. ones? Let me read you some of the uh, memes from that. One of the only things I remember from that movie it's is... hypersexualized. Shaggy, oh my god, yes. Yeah. Shaggy switching bodies with one of the girls, and the first thing he does is like pull his, his blouse out and look down at his, at his slash her blouse. I remember whenever Fred and... It was, I, I think, Fred and Daphne switch bodies, and... Fred and Daphne's body goes, I'm going to go look at myself naked. Yes. I remember that very that distinctly. Was wildly sexualized. Oh my God. And that was one of the, somehow one of the few movies I was allowed to watch. That, <laughs> what? That and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I will oh constantly God. contest is um, not an appropriate movie for kids. What would I look up? Shaggy interviews Scooby Doo. So, again, all of this information is something I have taken in, you know, like, half-tuned in initially, and I haven't done a lot of research with this. So, I, again, cannot highly recommend enough uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf's video on this, uh-huh. because he does just, I mean, you can tell... The amount of effort, I mean, the amount of effort that he put in alone to read all these comics and yeah. categorize them himself, I mean, he post- somebody should put in the time and watch that. He People, post- everybody should. He posted underneath it. Um, is in, impended to the video and was like, guys, look, you can tell that, you know, obviously a lot of work has gone into this. This is something that I, I don't understand why I did it, but I take pride in what I have accomplished here and I am drained. I am not like, that's insane. He, he put, he posted this in like, like, nobody asked him to do this October, November of last year. And hasn't posted since. And he didn't post, he literally <laughs> like signed off on that with, I will see you guys next year. Oh my God. Like, he did not have it. Like he committed to this. Yeah. 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 So what I'm going to show you, I'm going to just read these. But so the pictures that are with all of these, it's just like stills from in, from interviews with the cast. Yeah. So it's, it's mm-hmm. and it, there, it just goes on and on um, of Shaggy being taken over, taken, the guy that played Shaggy being taken over by the spirit of Shaggy and all the crazy shit that happened. So you got, um, I never forget that this is... F- the guy that played Fred said this. I no, I'll never forget the day that Shaggy walked onto set and announced that he had killed God. Oh my God! I I've seen some of this stuff. Um, we actually couldn't film with Shaggy for more than five seconds at a time, or our bodies would be ripped into shreds. Then only to find out that was only one percent of his power. Um, my favorite one, which I cannot find on here, is the in the first movie, whenever they're pulling souls out of people, Mm -hmm. that was not part of the movie. Shaggy just started doing it and they had to write it in. (laughs) Uh, Scooby was not a CGI dog. He was a manifestation of Shaggy. (laughs) I've definitely seen some of this and thought it was just like shit posting. (laughs) This is like amazing. Hi. So, uh, Cy is not Cy. Chris is messing around with a gimbal, a very expensive gimbal that he acquired. And this may end up somewhere at some point, the little bit of background 
Oh, you're not recording? No, there's no battery in the camera. Oh. Oh, uh, well. Well, Chris, you want to say hi to the cast? Hey. Hi to the cast? The podcast. Oh, okay, sweet. That's I what we we call it, the cast. I, I'm not hip like that. I'm testing it out. You're what? I finished balancing it, so I'm testing it out. You spent that long balancing it? Dude, it was hard. You didn't balance it the last time? Uh-oh. Huh. I watched a video and I was like, dang, I messed it all up, so I just balanced it. Ah, so he was balancing a gimbal. What's some other good ones? Yeah, I'm I'm not hip like that. I didn't realize that cast was like, you know. Um, like yeah, I'm going to find one more good one before we move on. When filming was complete, I was, so this is the guy that played Shaggy talking. When filming was complete, I was allowed to keep the Shaggy costume. I needed it in order to fulfill my destiny of unlocking his full power. I brought the costume with me to the heart of Montana's wilderness, where I remained there in isolation for 42 days. It was on the morning of the final day where Shaggy's full power was unleashed. There's one where Velma said, no, the girl that played Daphne said, I looked into his eyes too long and disappeared. I don't want to go back to that dark place. That's amazing. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know where it came from, but it's just something like uh, Shaggy's a, a god. Dude, the internet works in strange and terrifying and beautiful ways. Uh, so back to, I'm sorry, John. Yes. So people start really, really leaning into this, right? And it gets insane. And in every one of these instances, it's portraying Garfield as this very, like, this very powerful being, but there's always this darkness to him, right? This, like, this part where he's, looming over john where odie is a a servant a servant of some nature um odie's a henchman essentially john oh my is god. like dude those are amazing oh i was saying oh my god <laughs> <laughs> these aren't as good as the take five bars take five i think they stopped making them the reese's take five really i can't find them anywhere dude when they came out i i think That's all the, i ate i think it was the first i think that was the first like chocolate product that I developed a functioning addiction to. Yeah. Where I would just, anytime I was in a gas station, I was buying I couldn't stop myself. They're amazing. I had no, I I was going in there to get a drink or something. Mm -hmm. No, no craving for chocolate, but then I'd see that. Next thing you know, you wake up in a sheets bathroom, you're pre-diabetic, there's orange wrappers everywhere and you're broke. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's a life we all leave at some point. (laughs) What a way to leave it. <laughs> you know how hard it was to financially recover from that? Well, didn't you also get a concussion from slipping and hitting your head on the baby changing table in the handicapped restroom? Well, I was trying to sit on it. I got, I got, I, I was, I knew I was about to go into a food coma. So I was like, I'll lay on this. I'll lay on this. I'll have immediate access to a toilet. <laughs> and then I fell off the baby changing station naturally. And, uh, yeah, naturally? And then, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to hold my weight. <laughs> and I thought on my way down, I was falling. <laughs> on my way down. See you, Chris. See ya. Have a good night, buddy. On my way down, it was a long fall. Yeah. I had a, long, a lot of time to sit. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I'll land in the wrappers and I'll be fine. <laughs> no, I bonked my head and passed out, woke up. <laughs> Quite a while later. We're going to pause while we look for Chris's backpack. All right, so we're back. Yeah, well, we never actually left. It's just boom, boom. Yep, sweet. You got to get used to that. We got. It took us 
I don't even know what episode we're on, but it took us up until this episode to get used to that. Nice. <laughs> the that there's no actual cut whenever you say we'll be right back and then we're back. I know. Every time you guys do that, I'm like, why? <laughs> because there's no cut. There's no cut, and every time they did it, I just would chuckle inside my head. <laughs> so I just did that. I, I explained it <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, we we've already established that I'm not hip, so I'm still it's like. Okay. You're learning. All right. See you. Good night, guys. See you. Hey, have a good night, man. You know who's a little fucker? Pippi Longstocking. Who? Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> is it an elf? Is that an elf? I don't know what that you know, Pippi. It's it was a it was a children's book. That sounds so familiar. I, I bet a... this is gonna unlock some sort of deep memory. It was a children's book. She was a little redhead with pigtails, just like straight out to the sides. Who's it? <laughs> Pippi Longstocking. She kind of looks like a really. So this they... bitch. Yeah, they've made a movie at one point. And kind of looks like your sister. I know. Right? No, this that lo- this looks that does like your look sister. Like my sister, that's creepy. They made a movie at one point, and I don't know if it was that one or if it was. I, I remember it would be like. No, it was it was live action, but I remember like even as a child thinking that it was fairly um, low budget. This kind of looked like a, another redhead that we know. <laughs> wow, she's done well for herself. Well, I was thinking Wendy's. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. It looks well. exactly like Wendy's. I know. Maybe that's where they got the idea. But um, there's a scene in the movie where this woman comes along. It's I can't remember if she's. How did they get her hair to stay up like that? I have no idea. I'm terrified to find out. Honestly, is that a boy? It might be. Kind of. Well, anyways, um, there's a scene in the movie where somebody comes along and they're looking for one of their loved ones. Is she hitting a joint in this one? Yes. Oh my god, I think she is. As, as, as continue. Marijuana played a huge role in this movie. I'm I'm joking. <laughs> you took that way too seriously. Well, I have no exposure to it besides looking at a picture of a little girl hitting a joint. Yeah. So there's this there's this scene where this person comes stringing along and they're like talking to Pippi Longstocking. And they're like, I'm looking for my loved one. And she like describes the loved one. They go, yes. And she goes, haven't seen him. <laughs> and it's like the Your most. Bitch. She's just. She lives to fuck with people, and I love that energy. Uh, I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> Pippi Longstocking goes to prison. Bum, bum, bum. What? Is that her music? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. What? You gave me three notes. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Ba-da-ba-bum. Is it? Is, is it? <laughs> Hang on. It'll make sense in a second. Well, I'm gonna fill the empty sound, the the empty air with uh, my voice. Actually, I don't. I don't know what to say. How did you go from bum 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 to the Pornhub intro? Apparently, I don't know what it sounds like because that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I have no idea where I got the bum 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 from. <laughs> Uh, we're pitching to Pornhub to just <laughs> remake their music, remake their intro to be bum bum bum. Can we get a can we get a clean root? <clears throat> bum bum bum. <laughs> so how how did we get here? How did we go from Pippi Longstocking to the Pornhub intro? Well, you said something about prison. <laughs> <laughs> Pippi Longstocking goes to prison. Yeah. Oh, was that the name of the movie? No. <laughs> See, you don't even know. No, I don't. I thought she was smoking a joint. You think she's going to prison. I thought you were making a 
a Pornhub reference. <laughs> like, let's it's a little girl. God, we're 30 minutes into this. So, are we actually? Yeah. That has flown by. I know. It was like eight, maybe nine. <laughs> maybe, maybe nine minutes. I mean, this is how sex works. <laughs> like half an hour It does already. fly by. <laughs> In a different way. Um, I'm really going, I'm going to take a second and try to reorient because I have no idea how we got there from here. Um, so, Gar- so I'm sorry, John. Yes. What else can we derive from this? So, essentially, Garfield takes off. I'm sorry, John starts becoming a thing, right? Because they're pointing out, they're drawing these correlations between the way that Garfield interacts with John and basically whether you whether John's you not the, the owner. Yeah, whether you have the statistics or not, the primary focus or the the, the majority of the jokes made. Are is made that John's, at John's expense. expense, whether it's because he's pathetic or whether Garfield's. Hey, I know a John like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to listen to this. Oh my now. God, he'd be like mm, that fucker. <laughs> I love it. I'm famous. <laughs> uh, so fun fact: I'm going to take a little detour here. We've been taking a lot of detours. I was describing this. I was like talking to uh, to Denny and Ty at the bar tonight. Okay, I got off work, had some time to kill between, you know. Being at work and being here. And so I was just hanging out with him, talking and whatnot. Denny's the owner, and Denny. Ty is just one oh, I'm of... sorry. Did I say Denna? No, you said Denny. Well, I, I, was just, ta- I was just explaining. I was talking to Chris. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Chris is related to the family that owns the restaurant that we yes. both work at. Ty is just one of the employees. Good friend of ours. Yes. Um, Makes a wonderful salad. He is a good salad boy. He is. He does more than just that, though. Oh, he's his hummus is spectacular. Um, I wish I could plug. I don't know if he does anything. I know he, he's on uh, SoundCloud under Grim, I think. Okay. So try to find him. That's my best way to plug him. Gotcha. Um, are you gonna explain why this salad and hummus guys on SoundCloud, or are we just gonna let that be a mystery? Oh, he does uh DJ stuff. He does DJ mixes. Yeah. He does a really really good remix of the Hamster Dance. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I'm sitting. Where were the, you going with this? I'm sitting at the bar talking to Chris and Ty, and I said something about being on the podcast, and you know they were like, "Oh, what's it about?" And we're like, "Well, you know, it, it varies from day to day." And I said something about uh, actually this topic, and Chris looks at me and goes, "No, you know what you need to do?" And I was like, "What?" He goes, "Funko Pops." <laughs> do what with them? He's like, "You need to talk about them." It's such a bad thing to talk about on a podcast like, they're you, a very visual object like, you can open up the lines and talk about <laughs> funko pops and wwf and the lines will be just lighting up and i was like he has no idea what, what he has no idea what happens here wwf i would love to see a call-in format but funko pops and wwf on a call-in format for this podcast would be amazing <laughs> i don't need, I, 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 I what would that be I have no idea how did he, how did he say how did like I that. He, I think he's looking for a podcast about Funko Pops. He said that with with the wisdom that only alcohol can impart. <laughs> and I could but, hear him saying that with yes. full confidence. Yes. Yes. Like he th- he that is a good idea to Chris. This is however after he shared with me photos of his trip to Watkins Glen and that actually looks like a lovely place and I'm looking forward to visiting that at some point in my life now. Does he have a, does he have a Funko Pop collection? 
I'm he, curious to talk to Chris about his Funko Pop collection. He bought a LeBron James one with a purple jersey. So he has one Funko Pop and he wants no, a No, it's a Christmas gift. He's giving it to one of his... So uh, he, bought a, he bought a Funko Pop that's not even his and now he wants a podcast about it? I don't know if he has any other ones. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go into the assumption that he doesn't. He found one Funko Pop, got introduced to the world of Funko Pops, and just wants somebody to talk about it and explain it to him. He was showing I me can a sit website. down and teach him in 10 minutes. He was showing me an article on NASDAQ about the, like, the 15 most expensive Funko Pops ever sold. They're basically NFTs. I know. They're cr- it's insane. crazy. It's I know. So, oh my God. So uh, one of my friends, his roommate- you know what's crazy? What? Chris is successfully getting a podcast about Funko Pops right now. God damn it, we're giving it to him. And I'm about to tell a story about Funko Pops. Fill me in, brother. So, one of my friends, his roommate at the time, Mm -hmm. he went to a store to get a Funko Pop. Just one. And this guy collects, the guy at the store they went to collects Funko Pops and passingly mentioned that nobody can get a bigger collection than him. (sighs) He has so many Funko Pops now. It takes up more space in his room than anything else. He went down a path for like a solid year and a half to get a better Funko Pop collection than this guy. And is now into Funko Pops and collecting them. You know, it's truly fascinating. What can trigger like interest in humanity? Because it's, that started it, off. That didn't start off as him being interested in Funko no, Pops. No, he wanted nothing, to prove the guy yeah, wrong. Nothing, like, nothing drew him to Funko Pops. But he's now into them as a result. That's incredible. It, it was incredible that he went to such great length, like, to get a better collection and inherently is now just... Oh, I want to talk to him about it, but not from the aspect of being interested in Funko Pops. I want to know what makes somebody like that tick. Like, I want to understand the motivation of, like, running I want to start something new. Yeah. I want to start another ball rolling. You can't get a bigger collection of empty peanut butter jars yeah. than I have. <laughs> I've got dozens of them. But they're not empty in the sense that, like, most people think they're empty. They're just hollowed out in the middle. Yeah, there's peanut butter all on the walls, but you can hide stuff in them. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say hide stuff in them. I was thinking... Stick things in and out of them repeatedly. Oh, like butter knives. <laughs> yeah. Spoons. Pencil yeah. rods. Penises. God, what is this episode? I tried desperately to keep us from going to dick fucking peanut butter, okay? I tried. Yeah, because at the top of the episode, before I hit record, we said, okay... What are, what are we? What is off bounds? We always pick one thing that we try not to bring up. And, and this week, I'm sorry, it's I okay. forgot. It, it's we probably shouldn't do that because it creates this target, like this this tunnel vision, where all you can think about is. What if we did an episode? What if we just made a podcast where we picked one thing that we dance around the entire time? That'd be amazing. We could just be like politicians in training. And then we cannot, as if you if we say the thing or talk about the thing, mm-hmm. or allude to it in any way podcast ends but we have to get as close as possible to it alluding to it in any way is so highly subjective i know because but but it would be one of those things where i'd be like oh you alluded to it there's something and then we discuss it and then podcast ends because i i can think of and i'm i can think of that in itself of discussing whether we alluded to it or not would allude to it yeah because i mean you would oh wow 
see how close we can get to that topic with I don't know. I don't I th- we would have to I workshop it. We think that's a, a like a much better idea than somebody listening to it. Would like that would be great entertainment for us. <laughs> I don't know if people want to consume that like afterwards. I mean, that could be this right now. That's true. So, Garfield. <laughs> Garfield. Um, we keep on sprinkling in little tidbits about this Garfield thing that we talk about and then yeah, go but, off. You know, the topic. <laughs> yeah, the topic, but uh, this is this is good. This is good. We're doing good. So was was that were you just reassuring yourself? Yeah, this is about no, self nailing this self uh, affirm just affirmations. Yeah, really. I killed my mic. Uh, my plug it. Hello. There oh, wow. we go. Sweet. Um. <coughs> so when you look at when you look at the factors of you know Garfield and all this stuff, this subculture starts creating around. There's not like. Oh, it's a comic strip. It's you know it starts getting these dark undertones, mm-hmm. and out of this comes a YouTube channel called Lasagna Cat, and it starts doing very bizarre Garfield related stuff. Okay, and it it's kind of you know it it's uploading fairly regularly in burst with a whole bunch of content here and there. It's just dark, not well produced. Is it like an ARG? Do you know what that is? No. So I I don't even want to explain it. Okay. I don't even feel like so, explaining it. I have no idea if it's like an ARG. But <laughs> there's a character dressed up very obviously as John Arbuncle, and then there's Garfield, and every one of the... Oh my god, it's live action? Uh, yes. In every... Well, Garfield's not live action. Garfield's like a stuffed animal. I gotta find this channel. It's literally called Lasagna Cat. It'll be super easy to find. Um, And every one of these... Every one of these would include like some replication of one of the original comic strips, right? Uh-huh. Like, it would, like, do that and then have other bits and stuff thrown in. And then it falls off the face of the planet, right? What the shit? <laughs> Hang on. I don't want I don't want you to see certain things yet. I think it's too late already. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what... I'm just looking at the thumbnails. <laughs> this seems totally unhinged. This from 14 years ago? Yeah. This has been around forever, dude. There's not even a lot of videos. So. Oh, yeah, there is. No, there isn't. What? Okay. <laughs> Sex survey results? Damn it. You're not supposed to see that yet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Where is this going? This is insane. This, you need to watch this video when we're done because it'll literally, like, it'll hit all of your synapses. Like, oh, my God. It's amazing. Firing full cylinders. My brain will be firing at full cylinders. Oh, you'll ha- you'll find cylinders you didn't know existed. Oh God! So, at some point, like Lasagna Cat stops posting, right? I, for, I, for I think years, they had to for years, and then they release this video. It's like this very oddly, bizarrely high production video. Okay, it's super not congruous with everything they've everything else they've done, right? Uh huh. And it says, if you call this toll-free number... Hey, this is an ARG. Okay. If you... Continue. If you call this toll-free number and leave us a message with your name and your number of sexual partners and enough people do it, Lasagna Cat will come back. And people do it. This is not an, This is not what I was thinking. This is not an ARG. This, so an ARG is kind of like... So there'll be a channel that posts very cryptic videos. Mm-hmm. And within them are hints. So you could pull out the audio file, run it through a spectrogram, a spectrograph or something. You know, are you familiar with that? Filters out different levels of. No, it 
creates a sound file that you can look at. Oh, okay. People can hide images in them. Okay. So in there, you can hide an image, leads to a QR code. You're basically going through and solving this puzzle. Yeah. And trying to solve this lore of this channel. That's. Are you familiar with Don't, Don't Hug, Hug Me, I'm Scared? I know I've heard of it. Look it up and watch watch it. Okay. It is deep. It, okay. It's, it's kind of, it's creepy. I don't know. You have to watch it in your own time. There's there's some, there's your homework. All right. But as you were saying, the so people calling with their partners. They do this, right? They like this actually starts happening. Yeah. And Lasagna Cat comes back. And it's way higher production value, but it's even more unhinged. It's even more just intensely bizarre. In every one of Wait, them. Where are these where are these videos at? I guess five years later. Yeah. Okay. Every one of them has it finishes with a tribute to Jim Davis. I can watch all of these within, probably within 20 minutes. Yeah. So they all finish with a tribute to Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. And they start, like, there, there are so many different things that have happened to the Garfield comic strip and the way that people have taken it, adapted it, and changed it, right? They've... Yeah, Bill Murray was in a movie. was catfished into being in a movie. Yes. <laughs> But even outside of that, like, the Reddit community and other communities have, like, done their own interpretations of it. And, I mean, there's everything. There's Garfield porn. There's Garfield this. There's Garfield that. It's Rule 34? 42? Or is that the answer to... Rule 42. The number 42 is the answer to... The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, the the answer to the universe. Mm -hmm. Rule 34, I think, is the one where if... If, if it, it exists, exists, there's porn of it. Yep. Yeah. So one of the things that exists is Garfield without Garfield. People would take strips and remove Garfield from them, and it would just result in John having these interactions, uh, presumably with himself, right? Because it's a, it's ridiculous to think that a cat can talk, and a cat can't. Garfield doesn't so, talk. So it would be removing it, and then you can almost put back put in like a normal cat. Yes, exactly. Because Garfield doesn't talk. There is not one single instance in that entire... Oh, shit. Wait. Yeah. It's a thought bubble. Yeah. And there's not one single instance in that entire comic strip where John does something that interacts with a cat where it's him responding to stimuli that he couldn't have guessed from body language or from the circumstance or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So John's never actually talking to Garfield. Garfield's never actually talking to John. Yeah. They're never having a dialogue. It's more so... Garfield reacting to whatever John's doing. And if they're never having a dialogue, you can take the cat out of it, and it's just John in the, in the comic strip, right? Yeah. So, Jim Davis, between his failed previous comic strip and Garfield, had a strip for like a year called John. Okay. And it's the basis of Garfield. It's literally Garfield. It had the cat. It had all this, but it focused around John. It didn't focus around the cat. Uh-huh. John Arbuncle is in in Garfield is a cartoonist. Okay. So is it just himself? So it's Jim Davis. What? And when they take when they take Garfield out of this strip and it starts being just John, it really changes the tone because this comic relief is gone, right? This abuse from the this cat, this ridiculousness, it's gone. I gotta it's look just at a, I gotta look at a comic strip now and is there something I can look up to, like, it's not universal. Garfield without Garfield? I, yeah. I, if I just look that up, I'll get probably comic strips that I would hope so, yeah. Show. That should get you to the right spot, yeah. But the, the premise is essentially, you know, that 
if you if you make Garfield without Garfield, it's John kind of. There's a whole website, Garfield minus Garfield. Yeah. Nothing bad has happened today. And then there's a something where Garfield should be saying something. I probably shouldn't have said that. And then it's like look at some of these. Mm-hmm. So what you start to see is you start to see this man who's struggling with the things around him, right? He's having these reactions. He's he's coping through life. Oh my god, this one's I can't sit here all day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all of a sudden You know what this morning needs? A polka. He's losing his mind. Yeah. Huh. They didn't Jim Davis does not talk about John. There's one where he's just eating a candy bar saying, I think I should go grocery shopping. Yeah. Like he has nothing to eat besides a candy bar. Oh my God. So I made a mistake and then nothing. Yeah. Jim Davis does not talk about John. He he talks pretty openly about the comic strip that failed prior to it. And obviously he talks about. I don't think I could take this anymore. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. I don't think I could take this anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. So what you start to see is him struggling with this, right? And like it, it, it just really cry for help. Yeah, it changes the the tone of the. So are the people product. thinking that this whole time the that this is Jim's Jim, way of interacting with the world around him, like and 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 expressing himself to an extent, saying, "Hey, I need help." Well, I I haven't seen. I don't remember anything that like explicitly took it that far. But it's very much more a statement on the human condition than it is like, you know, a comic strip, right? Wow, I didn't think I was going to learn about this Garfield. What? Wow. Dude, it gets crazier. No, I so so we crazier. got Garfield is a god. Yes. John is a very sad man. So, one of the things that you start to see with all this I'm sorry John, one of one of the things that kicked off the I'm sorry John movement or ethos is John wakes up in the middle of the night and everything in his room is black and orange like Garfield and it's furry. And so he makes is this, his. Is this a comic? Is this this is like this isn't this isn't like or this is a, like this a is fan. unauthorized. This is UA, right? This is like fan art. Okay. And so he makes his way downstairs into the kitchen, and he finds I mean, like his entire house, everything's coated in, in lasagna, black and orange, right? Oh, okay. Black and orange, just like Garfield. Yeah. And Garfield's head is like is in the wall, right? His oh face is enveloped in the wall. He's living. He's, in... eating, he's eating everything. He's he's consumed everything, right? <laughs> he's eating everything. And he says, "I'm sorry, John." He ate John. No. Oh. But if you start to look at the symbology <laughs> behind it, everything in John's life, and this is re- this is like really, really- I'm not smart enough for this. I thought he ate John. This is really- <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. This is reciprocated in a lot of the artwork that you'll see, and I'm sorry, John, is that Garfield is be- is very much the master in this situation, right? Yeah. So this brings us back to the Zanya Cat, where all of these things are happening, and they're ending with these tribute to Jim, Jim Davis, mm-hmm. and it gets intensely bizarre, just crazy ass shit winding up, right? In the last episode, you saw the sex survey results. Okay. Did you see the runtime on that? Yeah, it's like four hours. It's four hours and forty five minutes, or something like that. Yeah. And it's literally just the phone or the door will ring. No, is it? Is it the calls? Yes. It's all of the calls played. 
they'll answer the phone or they'll answer the door and it'll say, hi, my name's. God, can I, am I allowed to play this on the podcast? Sure. Pull some up. It's insane. And I'm like, dude, it's insane. He just like bamboozled everyone. Wait, we're not even there yet, dude. This isn't even the, this isn't even the crazy part. So we've got all these people confessing their sex lives. Yeah. They're just telling their name and their number of sexual partners. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. And obviously there's, you know, there's. Oh, this is high quality. Who's there? Hey, my name's Garrett Smith. Garrett Smith, who? Hey, my name's Garrett Smith. And what I the have shit? Exactly zero sex partners. Who's there? Jaden Gitchell. Jaden Gitchell, who? It's Jaden Gitchell. And it's just this and for I four hours? Yes, it's partners. just this. So this continues in... Oh, my God. They're getting their full names. Yeah. Gillian Jones. God, I can't. I can't. This is horrible. So this goes on and on and on and on and on, and they use every one of the phone calls. So if each one's, what, 10 seconds? Something like that, yeah. How many How many people is that? If they if they used every one, which I'm assuming they did. So that's four hours. What was it? Four hours? Leave the last... In f- Let's leave a 45-minute buffer there. Okay. Four hours and 45 minutes. So that's four times 60 plus 45 times 60. That's how many seconds? There are 60 seconds in a minute. 1,700. Okay. So there's approximately 1,700 of these phone calls. Oh, my God. Okay. There's more? So the last phone call, you saw, now for those of you that didn't see the video, it cycles, Look it up. It, yeah, it's, it's intensely bizarre, but it, it cycles through, I believe, John Garfield and Odie all answering the door. Yep. And then when the door opens, there's a mannequin there. With the text? With the text from the, the call repeated on it. And as you go, the mannequins get more and more and more obscene. Like, just distorted, right? Like, crazy. Not like obscene in a vulgar way, but just like more distorted and whatnot. And you continue to progress through this, and the last phone call. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. They're like, I mean, they're just distorted. Yeah. The last phone call, it cycles back to, you know, it's been going through this three-person loop, and whatnot, and it yeah. happens to land on John. John, op- John says who's there. John Arbuncle, too. No. And he opens the door and looks at, like, he literally looks at himself in the face and laughs and goes, John Arbuckle, zero, and closes the door. So, like, there's this dichotomy where, like, John closes the door, right? And then the yeah. John that had placed the phone call and was standing where the mannequin normally was standing. Okay. Ages, like, 30 years instantly. Right? And his face just drops, and he walks away. And it shows him walking into this desert. What? Okay. And I'm not sure, like, I didn't watch the full video. I watched, like, clips of it and whatnot. So I don't know if there was, like, some non-sequitur there that I'm missing. Probably not. But he walks into the desert. And he's standing on this mountain. And you can look out and you see this guy dressed like a shaman, right? Except that he's painted exactly like Garfield. He's, like, black and orange and everything. And he's trying to, like, communicate with him. And finally the shaman comes up behind him and whispers in his ear, 
and John just collapsed into a pile of worms. What? Right? Okay. And the shaman picks up some of these worms. And then it cuts to, and this is insane, a teenage girl in a school bathroom giving birth to a, like... In this video? Yes. Oh, the shaman's completely nude in the video, too. (laughs) It cuts to this... (laughs) It cuts to this teenage girl in a school bathroom giving birth to a stillborn in a in a toilet at school. And Oh my god, yep, the shaman. Okay. She gives birth to this this child. And it's a, a horrific and very intense and gritty scene, right? And she turns What the it, shit? This is a lo- yes. This is allowed on like This is insane. There's a vagina in a Yes. So it literally graphically in detail Goes through the process of this stillbirth. They don't even show this on Game of Thrones. She turns around and... They had a stillbirth on Game of Thrones. She turns around and and talks. And it's in Polish. I believe it's in Polish. And if you translate it roughly what it translates to... and It's been a second since I watched the video. I'm not going to be able to do it verbatim. But essentially, like, this is not my child. This is, like, I, I gave birth to this, but this is not mine. This is in hell. I am in hell. And she walks out, and when she walks out, there's an orange tabby cat on the rim of the toilet, and the 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 baby, the the stillborn, is wearing the same shirt that John wears, and then he opens his eyes. What? I uh, what? <coughs> Is there an explanation? Do you, did it does the guy that makes the so, video? It, does he provide any like? So the concept is that Garfield outgrew Jim Davis. The Jim that John was always Jim. He's a cartoonist for fuck's sake. It's it's not a a clever metaphor. It's not deeply hidden. It's very like John is literally Jim just writing about his life and the struggles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's he's John in the character in the in the comic strip. John Arbuckle is a frustrated cartoonist. Yeah. When Jim Davis started writing John, which is the precursor that he does not talk about, to Garfield. So this is before Garfield? Yes. He doesn't talk about this. When he started writing it, he was a frustrated cartoonist. Mm -hmm. So this was him writing from... This was his his creative outlet. Yeah. And then it started working for him. So he redesigned it to take the attention off of him and make it about Garfield because you can't, you know, you don't, you don't want to air your dirty laundry, but it was never about Garfield. This, the origin of this, the genesis of this was never Garfield. No. It was John. And Garfield outgrew him. And Garfield sells $800 million worth of merchandise and is more, every year, sitting there. is more syndicated than Superman. Garfield is going on to the point where Jim Davis has a fleet of apprentices and is Fully intending on naming somebody to continue to, like, is an heir apparent to the throne of Garfield to continue to produce the strip. And John is just after he by- passes is, away. Is the byproduct now. Yeah, it's a husk. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh dude, it is the. <laughs> just that video. It's insane. 
I, I know an hour is a lot of time to commit I, to a video. I urge everyone to watch that four-hour video. <laughs> I know an hour is a lot of time to commit to a video. Put it in the background. Do some laundry. But watching what the internet did to Garfield is the best hour I've but spent on entertainment. But they didn't. They didn't do anything. They dissected what was already there. Exactly. It's wow. insane. The only yeah, reason can... I'm the only reason I'm saying that is because it's like I it's the title of the thing and Super Eyepatch Wolf it put obviously just I can't untold hours and untold effort into into pulling this together. I feel like I I feel like there's a lot of things that are similar to this that are are running through my head but I cannot grab any of them. Dude, it is the most intensely bizarre and insane thing I can think of. Like as far as it's just so Garfield's so mundane. It's something that I read in, yeah, in the that, funnies when I was a kid, right? Like you never you never Wow. It's one of the interesting things about life. I don't I, I don't think that everything in life is this insane. But there's so much behind anything that happens in life. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I like, think we could come back next week, and I could probably recall more that are that more things that are like this, where it it has become this child mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, this, but it 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 started out as well. You can you can take it from both. You can take it from both points. You can take it from the front. You know, from where we are now, going back as we just did over this, where you know you start research, like you start diving into it, and it just it's insane to see how it got you know, from where it's at to where it is. Or you can look at where it started and go like, I can't believe all the things that, you know, I can't believe all the little facets that led to this being. Um, um, it's probably, I mean, I, I think it's more profound to look at it from, it started out, I, I would say almost like a, a, not a cry for help, but like an inside look into and his it, mind. Yeah. It's, it's introspective. And, and then it was completely pulled away from its original intention. It was an individual, it was an individualistic expression. Mm-hmm. They became at best a a it is, it is now commentary a sh- on the human condition. It's now a shell of what it once was. Yeah, it's not. It's it's become so far. It's it's so far from what it its original focus was. It, I mean, you could look at anything through that lens. Look at any any uh, celebrity, mm-hmm. how they started, whereas now that they're, they're a shell of what they once were. Yeah. Only selling what people wanted. Mm-hmm. Garfield, it's a shell of what it once it was, what it once was, and now it's just selling Garfield, pulling all the attention away from its original intention. John. Yeah. Wow. Bet you didn't think a fucking orange cat was gonna mess you up tonight, huh? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I just thought of something totally unrelated. Hit me. But but it goes down the same line of what one thing started and how it became something else. Can we talk about 9-11 for a second? <laughs> Please go on. This is a very short one. But one guy was so fucked up from the events of 9-11 that he went to therapy. Okay? Mm-hmm. His therapist told him, hey, you're good at making music. Why don't you use music as a creative outlet? My Chemical Romance. Really? There's more. Okay. Someone was sitting down uh, listening to some MCR and they had the brilliant idea from listening to this music to write a book series. This person was Stephanie Myers. Are you familiar with her? I've heard the name. The author of Twilight. Oh my God. There's, I think there's once 
there's one more step past this, but I got to look up what it is. This goes back to this whole, like, the Buffalo Bills not drafting O.J. Simpson led to the Kardashians being a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because then that led... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We could go down... This could be a whole episode where we go down what one little thing... Yeah. ...led to some unrelated things. Um, It really, like... Oh. Go ahead. And then, take that one step further, somebody was reading Twilight and said, this is missing something, and started writing a sexy vampire series, decided to remove the vampire part, and you're left with a sexy series called Fifty Shades of Grey. Are you serious? Yes. So, 9-11 caused My Chemical Romance, which caused Twilight, which then caused Fifty Shades of Grey. That's insane. So this is not a direct correlation, and I understand that, but the principle, at least the way that it's correlating in my mind, makes sense. Have you watched Devil, uh, The Devil Wears Prada? No. Okay. There's this scene where Anne Hathaway is being... Are you familiar at all with the... Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar at all with the premise of the movie? No. Okay, so spoiler alert for those of you that have not watched this in the two decades since it came out. I haven't seen it yet. Anne Hathaway works in a fashion office. Anne Hathaway is not a fashion forward girl when she starts working there. This doesn't seem spoilery. Yada, 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 right? Yeah. TLDR. So there is a scene where Meryl Streep is berating Anne Hathaway. Wow, for, Meryl Streep's in this? Yeah. Hmm. Um, where she's berating her for something. Mm-hmm. And it's, in this case, a blue sweater that Anne Hathaway is wearing. Because mm-hmm. you know where did you get that, and and she either got it on a clearance bin or on sale or you know thrifted or something like that. And they essentially go through the process of explaining that like you're not wearing that because you found it on sale. You're wearing that because somebody liked that color, somebody developed that color, somebody put that into production. Another company looked at it and said, "Hey, that's selling where selling well. I want to produce that." They produced it. It ended up at this retailer, which got discounted, which moved it to this retailer and landed in the bin that you pulled it out of. Yeah. So when you put that on, you didn't put that on because you thought it was cute. You put that on because so much went into the process of creating it that you don't even understand. I, that could, I mean, that's everything. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's fucking Garfield, dude. And, oh my God, I can... So have you ever seen the movie Yesterday? Yeah. Somebody did a breakdown of that movie? I, I watched a movie two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen you've seen the movie yesterday, right? Or you're familiar with it? Would my trouble seem so far away? <laughs> okay, here, I yeah. believe so. I I believe in yesterday. It's <laughs> my damn question. Yes, I've seen yesterday. So Somebody I've, did a breakdown of that movie yeah. and went through. This movie makes no sense because X X Y and Z shouldn't exist because mm-hmm. the Beatles didn't exist. Oh, okay. So you got like a uh, um. Who, uh, I want to say... Paul McCartney. Stevie Nicks. Shut up. Billie Eilish. I'm trying to think of... Three Doors Down. No, no you're, you're going down the right path. <laughs> Green Day. Green Day? Was inspired by the Beatles. <laughs> they shouldn't exist. In that in that movie universe, I'm pretty sure they're taught, like, there's, there's a post in the background of them. And this guy's like, they shouldn't exist. He's like nitpicking the fuck out of this movie. Great movie. One of my, like... Dream career paths would be doing wardrobe in a movie 
But like knowing that in 1957 you didn't have like double stitch t-shirt hems. Yeah, super super fashion. niche like, things oh that like knit people that nitpick nitpick yes. movies. Like movies would be known would become known for like while wow, they really nailed this. Yeah. Like the like, the style, the era. Watching a movie set in 1983 and knowing that casting that character with Jordan Ones on won't work because Jordan Ones didn't come out to 85. That kind of stuff. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> that would be amazing. We should, I mean, we're, we're coming up with great ideas. Um, I feel like I had something in the same vein of the Garfield stuff and I cannot put my finger on what it was. Like I remember going down a rabbit hole, watching a video similar to you and getting all this information on some children's character, the same, like the same exact kind of thing. Wallace and Gromit? No, that that movie terrified me as a child. Oh, that movie's horrible. Terrified me. Like, who the hell lets their kid watch that? It looks like something you'd see. It's like something you see if you eat NyQuil chicken. <laughs> no, you see the hat man when you eat Ny- NyQuil chicken. Okay, this is what you get when you eat, like, great values NyQuil chicken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wallace and Gromit. That's how that movie was made. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's pop some NyQuil chicken and make a movie. Wallace okay. and Gromit goes to space. I don't know. In all fairness, Wallace and Gromit feels like a fever dream. It was. So does uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. I don't even know what to look up to. I don't know. The I, Wiggles? I, huh? The Wiggles? No. Teletubbies. No. You know Teletubbies was actually about the space race, right? You're lying. Of course I'm lying, but that'd be amazing. <laughs> what if you just made all this up about Garfield? Which you did, and I, there's, I'm, yeah, there's, there's actual substantiating evidence. What if we just like make a podcast where we just we connect? Just lie. <laughs> we just, I mean, we could do that. Dude, <laughs> We're very good at that. <laughs> yes, I know. In fact, this whole episode was a lie. Yep. All those sounds you heard in the background were actually Noah with a kazoo. <laughs> Sai isn't even here. I'm just reproducing a voice. It's just me here. <laughs> Dude. It's just me. You can remove Sai from this episode. If you can talk over yourself in a different voice, that is a... What do you think I'm doing right now? You're displaying your talents to the world, and that's why you should hire me. Well, it's me, so... Yeah, that's what I said, me. Me. You? Well, me. Yes. Imagine if this is just me talking back and forth with myself, and then this would be me slowly losing, fighting with myself, oh my who's God. actually in control. Fuck. You slowly oh, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I'm getting close to what it... Okay. It was all happening in this person's head. Something like that. Why does that sound familiar? The Truman Show. <laughs> Trump, Trump's second presidential term. <laughs> no, his first one. It was all in his head. We're all living in the crazy world in Trump's head where he became president. Have you ever <laughs> heard the theory that we're all living in a Ed Sheeran's dream? No. What? There's no reason why Ed Sheeran should be famous, right? Anybody, which he is famous. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> I think he has the right to be famous. He's a very good musician. His start, anybody could have done what he did. Like anybody that plays music in a coffee shop. Yeah. He's a very average guy. Mm-hmm. People don't recognize him. I'm pretty sure somebody at the Grammys I was with him mistake, m- m- mistook him for a waiter. I think Taylor's... No, not Taylor Swift. 
I just recently read this. I, it was something cra- someone crazy like Beyonce mis- mistook him for a waiter. That's amazing. And he's like, no, I'm Ed Sheeran. That's amazing. And she's like, I don't care who you are. Get me a water. That had to be Beyonce. That's some serious. Um, but yeah, like there's a, there's a theory that our universe is derived from. We're all just living in Ed Sheeran's crazy ass dream where he actually becomes famous. That's insane. Because there's no reason why he should be famous. It's a it's a whole theory. It's called we're all living in Ed Sheeran's dream. You know the whole like, what if we're actually like the, what if we're actually asleep right now? Like, what if the universe that we live in is our dreamscape? And then, like, when oh, we... God, this is when, horrible. When we go to sleep, it's actually us waking up, and we just can't translate over? No, that doesn't make sense. I could, I could see... There's, two, there's, there's some logical fallacy to it. Like, if you, you can reason your way out of that one. Yeah. Um, there, well, there's the one where whenever you enter a dream, you're just uh, stepping into a, li- a different, reality. different reality that you're living in. Have you ever heard the, the theory that whenever you get, like, the, the shakes... It's because somebody stepped in your grave. No, because you because uh, an alternate an artin, uh, alter, uh, alternate version of yourself just died doing whatever you were doing, and you just oh, fell. I've definitely heard of that. Yeah, so that correlates to the stepped on your grave thing, essentially. Yeah, like from a multi, you know. So, so you're saying like you're dead, and like in in death. So like the last, I think in like the last second, seven seconds of like you dying, mm-hmm. you're. Everything in your brain fires. It released a whole bunch of dopamine, and it's very similar to a. Your brain releases a lot of DMT. Mm-hmm. So you experience this trip supposedly when you're dying. Yeah. And people say within that you experience your whole life again. Yeah. Your life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So now people are stepping on that grave while you're. Do you want to do DMT? Not right now. Damn it. I just. I, you gave me all this Garfield information. I cannot take DMT. <laughs> oh my God. Sai, Garfield, Sai, dude, we didn't Gar- even get to the like. Is there more? There's like first person shooter games where Garfield's chasing you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What? I used to have this recurring nightmare as a kid, where Garfield was chasing me through a haunted house. I shit you not. Like I have a very distinct memory of waking up in the middle of the night, like terrified because I thought Garfield was chasing me. <laughs> like, I remember being like a crying, bub- blubbering, blubbering mess to my mom. So kind of like Noah earlier. Today. Saying that Garfield was going to get me. That is amazing. That's crazy. I just... You knew. I knew. You knew. I always say I have crazy good intuition, but that's insane. <laughs> I knew Garfield was going to end up being like a... A Chasing me, a d- demon deity. No, good thing I'm wearing Saint Christopher. Yep, you're good. Good, protected. So Jared came out to the bar tonight. <laughs> okay. And I was sitting there having some sort of cocktail that Mark made. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, house made turmeric syrup, pineapple, lime, cardamom bitters, split base with both a dark and a or a a, a light and a spice drum. Oh, so it's a tropical drink. Yeah, it was. It was like tiki meets rosemary Clooney. I don't know. It, okay, it really aromatic, good. tropical. Yeah. Um, and Jared just comes around the bar and looks at me and goes, fucking drunk. <laughs> and then I, I was just like, I didn't know what to say, right? So I just looked at him and goes, I remember when you were a man of God and just walked into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he blames you too. For what? For my downfall. I know he does. Yeah. Because after you told me that, I walked upstairs and I said, so, I hear that I caused size downfall. <laughs> Which I didn't. <laughs> Which I didn't. Yeah. It was all self-imposed. 
My downfall, I think, really started... Homestead caused your downfall. Oh, absolutely. I didn't do shit. No. I'm um, just one of the cogs in the machine. No, as far as, like, the whole, like, coming to terms with being okay with alcohol. Being okay with being gay. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> I'd have to be gay first. <laughs> I'd be okay with being gay. I'm just not gay. Like, I'm okay with being. Um, I think that was probably the music festival I went to. Because I was like, eh, I'm out of town. I'll have a cocktail. And then I like... I think it it, it had to have been. Because yeah, then you came back and you told me that you had, a co- you had a drink or two. Yeah. And that was like very foreign. Yeah. I, I went from like, I don't drink to, I had a couple of drinks. I tried CBD. I met some girl at a concert. She popped a beach ball between her thighs. And then passed out, like all, like you know, in a, like a twelve-hour. Oh, it was the, it was that. Yes. Was it the lawyer? The the lawyer? The, the attorney? Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think we've been going for? Hour and fifteen minutes. Wow, spot on. Hour and sixteen. Hell yeah, dude. See, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, I'm like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, we've been going a lot longer. Yeah. We've packed this thing full of info. We could probably cut this and just start another. <laughs> <laughs> do you work tomorrow? You got class tomorrow. <laughs> I work hey, hey Chris, I act, we actually recorded two episodes. I work at 3 p.m. I've got 14 hours. I don't have class until 1. Dude, we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> Let's find a Oh, topic. my God. Let me see if I can. I'm going to attempt to find something close to what I was trying to. Oh, it's uh, the cranberries. What? In your head? Yeah. it's In, in your head? In your head? No, but I. <laughs> I went down a very, very, very similar rabbit hole. Yeah. I found a video. Was it Pooh Bear? No. They very well couldn't have been a child. So it's all in your head? Like It very well could be. I don't know. No, 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 no. You, you, I'm trying to help you like figure out what you're talking about. I, can't, I don't have anything to grasp onto to figure it out. Besides, I know I watched a very long video mm-hmm. where I came out profoundly changed about a specific pop culture thing similar to how you were with Gar- garfield understood was it art garfunkel simon and garfunkel no just art no <laughs> simon's a good man i don't know that <laughs> you have no you, you shouldn't confirm that because what if he isn't i don't know i <laughs> i i saw him in concert once he seemed very nice well he was on stage yeah he, he sat and talked to us about you know who else probably seemed very nice on stage not hitler <laughs> that guy was really domineering man <laughs> freaking waving his arms everywhere God, now we're back to nazism <laughs> we can't i did not see that coming <laughs> uh carry the conversation for a few all right here we go <laughs> So one Strap of the, in, boys. He's going to talk for a minute. One of my favorite things about this podcast setup, other than getting to hear my own voice and not actually hating it, is that there's just giant bags of candy on the podcast. Table. And you can just enjoy it. It's amazing. And the Miami Vice cover l- colored lights that uh that light the podcast booth. There's like a nice... We just got a nice vibe in here. It, it, it reminds me of this uh, in Florida. When I was in Fort Lauderdale, there was a... Fast food restaurant called the Miami Vice Grill, I think. Or not Miami Vice. That would have been trademarked. It was like Miami Beach Grill or something like that. Okay. And it had the same, like, lighting setup and everything. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, they literally had mahi-mahi in a drive-thru. Dude, it was wild. What? It was so cool. It was, like, 
I want to say like three minutes from my Airbnb. So Belle went down there with me for the festival. It was a Odyssey Beach Fest 2021. Best lineup at a festival I've ever seen in my life. And prior to seeing them live, she didn't really know 21 Pilots. She knew like House of Gold and Ride and maybe Tear in My Heart. And that was it. Really? And I was like super into them at that point. And so we see them. It blows her mind. They played Trees. And that was the song that I think like most sunk into her during that experience. Mm -hmm. Because like they're an amazing show. I've been fortunate enough to see a lot of bands. And they're, as far as stage presence in the show they put on, they're the best show I've ever seen. Um, But it like blew her away. And, you know, stylistically, if you know and you do, a lot of the music that I listen to, 21 Pilots isn't really similar to any of it. Yeah. Um, so it was so very surprising to her that I was into them. And so we're sitting in the drive through of this like neon blue and pink lit grill at 2.30 in the morning waiting on our mahi-mahi and I'm just playing all of Vessel. Mahi-mahi on, on a drive through Like explaining to her like, oh my God, you're going to love this song. Listen to this. And I'm playing like Guns for Hands and Ode to Sleep and just, you know, diving into this album and trying mm-hmm. to like share all of it with her. It was a really cool experience. I'm just going through my Your YouTube search watch, history. Watch history. Oh my god! I, fi- an, I, I actually, this will be very, a very good way to find it. You're an animal, though. <laughs> what? I can only assume you consume a metric crap ton of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, but I wish I could filter to like stuff over 45 minutes. Yeah, because there's some good content if you go over 45 minutes. The amount of content available for little. Or in YouTube's case, no cost is insane. Like I spent twenty bucks a month for YouTube. Yeah, YouTube was set fifteen bucks a month. Premium. I cannot do ads, and the amount of YouTube I watch. Yeah, that, I mean, it it's really justifiable. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Does that include YouTube Music or is that a separate entity? I don't know because I've never used YouTube Music. Gotcha. I've actually I've tried using it, but. There's a couple of like I don't enjoy that are it. only on YouTube that I'd like to have access to. Um, Churches does a cover of somebody else by the 1975 mm-hmm. that's only on YouTube, and I adore it. I think that yeah, there's quite a few things that, like music wise that are only on YouTube. I'm like the people are like put on mm-hmm. put on Spotify, put on that I will go to YouTube to listen to them, but not a lot, not enough for where I'm gonna only use YouTube music. Um. I'm trying to remember who else. I think I am, was it I am Y2? Let me figure it out here. I am Y2, yeah. Does a cover of um, Crazy by Norris Barkley. That's very, very good as well. Um, female vocalist cover of it that's very, very good. I tried, ser- see, th- the YouTube search or the YouTube history, I love that I can search it. Yeah, I like that I can search it as well, but it's not going to help me. It's not very responsive to keywords. Really? At least not. I'd like if it's in the title, yes, obviously. But I, it doesn't like. I haven't found it to be. I can search like, I can go in here and search how to drink in my search history, and if it doesn't have how to drink in the title, even though it's from the channel, it's not. Going oh well, to that's up. just kind of how YouTube is. Yeah, I know it's not comprehensive in the way that a like a search engine is. Yeah. Well, I got I got back to where I found the blackface Judy Garland thing. Oh my god. Yeah, there's that. Oh, uh, one of the, I remember what it was. The entire 
filming process, entire process of creating the Wizard of Oz yeah. movie was insane. Yeah, they almost killed like a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. The, the Tin the, Man. The Tin the Man, for one, he got hospitalized. Well, it's not even like the Tin Man in the movie is not the guy that got the contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, I could probably find, I found, I I'll probably, I think it was a three hour video. Jeez. Going through mm-hmm. the whole filming process and how many issues there were. I don't even remember everything. The suit that the guy had to wear to be the lion. Yeah. Uh, he sweat so much that he was dehydrated and almost killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shit that Judy Garland went through. Dude, they were literally like. Starving her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Um, I kind of want to find that video now. I feel like there was some issues with, uh, little people. No, a lot of that wasn't true. Okay. So that you've heard the rumor where there's the person hanging in the background. Yeah. That's not true. I don't think any of the little people died. They're harder to hit. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't even know how far back that video would have been that I watched it. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I've been even thinking of this whole time. The amount of information available on the internet and the fact that people put the time and effort, like, it's amazing. And I'm very... Put the stuff like, together. I'm, it's crazy. I'm genuinely grateful for the content produced because... You want to get... Nothing ever in the universe... In the, in the history of human history would have produced, would allow you to get this kind of content. Yeah. Yeah. Because anybody can put po- can post on it. Yes. With very, with understandable regulation. Imagine if YouTube was left <laughs> unregulated. Regulated? Oh, good Lord. Like it how it was way back. Yeah. Whenever it started, like how they're trying to get Twitter. Yeah. Which Twitter might be taken off the app store for be, for becoming unregulated. Because Apple has to regulate the apps. Yeah. So if Elon Musk is trying to take away regulation, mm-hmm. it's going to inherently break the regulation to have the app on the App Store. And same with on the Google Play Store and on the Android Store. So so Elon Musk is willing to make a phone, a Tesla phone or whatever, Tesla branded phone Twitter app to support the Twitter app. Without regulation. Yes. But uh, but nobody's going to buy it. No. Nobody That's the whole thing. I mean, look at the look at the multitude of Social media crazy shit that I've watched falling off. You got like the people going like never caught traction, like hurting themselves on YouTube, like doing the weird ass torture videos. Yeah, not like like torture torture, but like I'm gonna put lemon juice on the bottom of my feet then step on Legos kind of thing. Yeah, and then you're just watching that. I just miss the days when I could watch the Sweet Life on Deck for free. On YouTube? Yes. That's how I Fun got... Fun fact, you can still do that. It just isn't on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Putlocker? Yeah, just just on one of those random ass sites. I feel like Putlocker is even pretty outdated at this point. It's like... It's like... It's weird. I can hear myself eating Skittles and I'm very self-conscious about it now. <laughs> I'm going to take a little chew break. You get You get used to it. Well, we're gonna. I'm just gonna pause this real quick. We may or may not be back. This may or may not be the end. I lied. This isn't the end. But uh, um, I think we should end it here.
before we start another topic. Okay. Because we could keep going. And I think I'm going to spend some time looking for another another topic for next time. All right. Well, hey. But uh, I may try to convince Chris to let us just do a podcast on our own separate from Ticket because this has a very, very different feel. Yeah, very different feel. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot I, more focused. It has a focused. nice manic energy. I was going to say it's it's chaotic, but it's controlled chaos. Because we stayed... You know in, what it has? It what? has a homestead energy. It, <laughs> it does. But like... Our we, friendship was forged in the fires of an absolute clusterfuck of a restaurant, and it shows. Yes. But what I'm trying to say is that we stayed relatively on topic. Yes. In skew, like, if here... You can't see this, but that's like, from the inside looking out, though. Do you think that we're 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 on a tube of staying on topic, but then the tube has insulation around it. Yeah, which is just... and we stayed within at least the insulation. Yeah, I guess we 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 crossed the center line, but we never hit the rumble strips. Yeah, we yeah, hit the, we hit the rumble strips. But I, I feel like I, I'm gonna kind of put the regular episodes of Ticket on blast for a second. I feel like we there's too there's too many people, so it gets off topic and never gets back to that. Original thing where I mean, there's a there's two of val- us. There's value in that. It I did say there isn't. Of, it depends on what kind of content you're looking to, you know. But I really, I really like the much more focused thing, mm-hmm. where I don't. I, I think I just like being in control. Yes. <laughs> and part of that today is that we have equal control. Okay. Yeah. And we stayed on topic, but we also let it skew. But also, we could both steer it back into the topic. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's a there's a reciprocity there because there's less, you know, there are less hands on deck, and we do. I mean, literally, since we met each other, we've had the ability to like interact in that way. Yeah, I, I guess like that. I guess what I'm trying to say is that we I have like you too, Noah. <laughs> we have very good chemistry for a podcast. I think we should let the audience decide that. I I I'm gonna put it out there and say that we have very good chemistry for a podcast. It's electric. You can cut the tension. The you know, no, tension in this room with a no. <laughs> boogie woogie woogie woogie. Giggity. <laughs> well, you said it's electric, and I meant to say after that boogie woogie woogie woogie, but I only said it in my head. <laughs> okay, so you cut up though. I did. Well, all right, you cool cats and kits and kittens. Damn it. Cool cats and kittens. All right, you cool cats that, and that kittens. That varies on brand with this episode. Hanging out with us. It is. That was a uh, Freudian. A little bit of Freudian slip. Yep. Speaking of slips. <laughs> if the next thing out of your mouth is a racial slur, we're done for. <laughs> well, that would have been a slip. <laughs> All right, that doesn't make it any better. Go ahead. How were you? Slipping? I don't know where I was going with that. Speaking of slips, <laughs> that thought slipped my mind. I almost meant. I almost meant to say. I. I, uh, I meant to say. Great chemistry. Speaking of Freudian, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. But I said speaking of slips, and then that's what happened. So, Ticket is taking on Sigmund Freud next week. Yeah, I we found him. <laughs> We found him, and now we're going to fight him. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to translate to a podcast. (laughs) We're going to need more mics and more room. Um, I may tell Chris that uh, we didn't record anything. I keep this one to myself. I start a new podcast channel, and we upload this separately, market it separately. (laughs) 
This is yeah. just this is just our little secret. This is just <laughs> that's that's gonna be the name of our pod, uh, uh, podcast. Our little secret. Our podcast is gonna no one size little, little secret. secret. And then <laughs> and everybody that knows us is gonna be like, oh, uh, we gay. know what that's we know yeah, what that secret they're is. They're gay. <laughs> but no, the podcast itself is a little secret. Yeah, and the fact that it gets popular ruins the secret. Yeah, so, so then we have to stop the podcast. No, no, we just leave it unspoken. Podcast. <laughs> we can't talk about it's kind of like Fight Club. So everybody listens to the podcast, but nobody talks so about we're them. somehow. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna reap to the benefits, like at least moderate success with this, and everyone will know. And we just refuse to talk about it. We just act like it's. Not we just happening. reap the benefits of it I of it, it being popular. Do we get groupies? No, because then that ruins the just the two of us. And Daft Punk has groupies. Nobody knew who they were. I kind of want to do something similar to... Uh, Funk? Well, I, I was going to say, like, the Grateful Dead, how they have their groupies. I want to get a drug that just follow, that follows yeah. us. We we have talked about creating a designer drug that's healthy and that's safe. I think a lot of people have talked about that and just ended up doing mushrooms. <laughs> okay, but we need, like, a stevia of mushrooms. Oh, sativa. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I think that's what we call it, Sativa. Sativa. God, see, now this is the off-rails that I don't want. All right, back on track. I don't yeah, Let me get the outro music. Which is... I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. The intro music and the outro music is the same. No. Yeah. I should just have this stuff ready. Chris is so good at just having this stuff ready. He can sense it coming. You never know when it's going to finish. He, like, sees this in the future. And I just go, yep, we're done. Let me pull up the music. Mm-hmm. Very inorganic. Speaking of being inorganic. This podcast has been brought to you by Smirnoff, the least organic drink possible. No, but uh, thanks, thanks, guys, for uh, getting it. Oh, fuck, I don't know what Richard says. Uh, thanks guys for grabbing a ticket and joining us on this ride. Um, of course, follow us on all, all one of all two of our socials, ticket media and, um, what's the other one? Ticket stubs on TikTok, ticket media on Instagram, ticket spelled TCKT. We have a website, uh, ticket brand, br, uh, org. Ticket to pain on MySpace. Ticket to my downfall. Uh, Ticket to Ride, the board game. We made that. Um, but uh, I feel weird doing this outro because this podcast felt so different. Like, this could be its own thing. I don't know what to call it. Do you not want to say goodbye? Is that what this is? No, I don't I don't want this. I want to start a new podcast. Aww. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you at some point. See ya. <laughs>